Welcome back to Beauty Business Podcast. This is the last. Today, we are recording an episode in regards to the mobile business. Okay, so today we're going to be talking mobile business. This is going to be a five-part series. I decided to do five parts because um, I really wanted to do it in a helpful way, not just me rambling, <laughs> um, but something that you can really take into action for you. And before we begin this episode, um, yesterday was my birthday. So I am 36 years old today. And I did do a post on Instagram about the wisdom that I've learned through my 35 years of life, <laughs> my big 35-year-old milestone. And as I begin this episode, I did want to begin with this um, Remember, we do not have to have everything figured out by the time we're 35. Um, we are not living based on social media or anybody else's expectations, um, whether it is in business or in life. You need to navigate your own journey, um, your own map of what's going to work for you. So as we begin this episode, take what helps you release what doesn't. Um, and let's get to it. So a mobile salon, I'm so excited. I will be an upcoming speaker. I'll be teaching for 45 minutes, really with more depth about this subject um, in May. And I will be doing, of course, a lunch with me. Um, so pretty much it's going to be a free experience where we have like lunch together for um, 30 minutes. And we just talk, you know, I'm just going to be there answering some of your mobile salon questions, going towards the type top five things that you should be really beginning with in mind. And yeah, just a quick like, Q&A um, style. And at the end, offering my program, which will be launched next month. Next month, I will be doing a very intimate top 15 people. Uh, we're going to be working in a group setting to help you guys get started. If there's something that you want to do, start your own mobile salon. Um, and the original price was going to be, um, $900, but for this, for this next, uh, for this first two rounds, I'm going to be charging and I, to everybody who's already signed up for the freebie. So if you have not gotten my freebie, go to celestestylist.com. You can see the mobile salon starter kit for all everybody in that list. They're going to get $400 off. So it's only going to be $500. So, um, and I'm only going to do 15 people because they're going to be very different, very high touch. I want to be really there to support you the way I wish somebody would have supported me through my journey. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. So today we're going to be talking about the mobile salon. So as I begin this journey with my mobile salon, um, let me start with why I started this. If you're new to this episode or to me, welcome. Um, I am Celeste. I am a licensed cosmetologist in California, a former international hairstylist educator. I work for a brand. I've been on stages. I've I've taught uh, hair shows, done lots of cool things, worked with different brands and been published. But most importantly, I am human. I am a mom of three. I am a wife. I am a sister. I am una Latina, le gusta hablar español. Every once in a while, you'll see my little episodes in Spanish as well. I am a bilingual educator and I love helping others, like truly helping, not for my benefit, but truly helping people beyond um, why they invest in me and the time that they gift me uh, to really help them level up. Because I started in this industry at the age of 30, uh, coming from 
a corporate background into this industry and decided I was going to be an educator and I did it the scrappy AF way. <laughs> I did it with my cell phone, using social, putting myself out there, asking and knocking on doors, getting nails is how I got this far. And so why did I start a mobile salon? In 2020, in March of 2020, I signed a lease for a year for a salon suite. It was my first salon suite and I was very hesitant, and this is where I want to start with this episode. Listen to your intuition, to your gut. And for me, listening to my gut means that when I feel like it's an alignment, um, I feel good about it. When I feel something is wrong, my heart, like I feel like somebody's squishing my heart, and I'm just really apprehensive about it. So I was apprehensive about it. I signed the lease, and two weeks later, we get shut down. I live in California, and I lived in one of the worst counties that was affected by the, you know, the crud that happened in 2020. We were shut down most of the year. Um, we were one of the, the states and the counties that was most affected. Um, there was other five of them that were worse than us. But it was really hard, and I decided um, we were doing a remodel at that time on my home. And it was a really busy time for my husband. His business blew up Um when this whole thing had hit. So I was at home and we had an accident with someone was taking care of a baby and they had an accident and the baby went down a flight of stairs and she had her hairline fractured in her skull. And I was in ICU with my daughter trying to figure out. And it, if you can imagine as a mother, and if you're not a mom, and maybe you have a pet or something, somebody that you love, seeing somebody go through such a traumatic thing where we're like being gone to the ambulance and everything, you start to question your life and your choices. And at that moment, um, I had really put probably like 100% of my force into my business. And it made me question a lot. And I decided, I was like, I prayed, you know, because at that time, you know, I was really believing strongly in God. And I was like, hey, if you save my daughter, I'm willing to give up my salon. And so I did that. So she was good. The doctors were so surprised at her recovery. We were able to come home. And I, you know, and this is where I was, we go through the episode. I'm going to be giving you some hints if you're a salon owner or if you're a booth renter. Look at your contract. My contract had no stipulations about this because this had never happened. What happens if, like, for example, like it's called a clause, and you can look it up. I'm not a lawyer. It's called the force majeure clause, and it's for sh- things like this, unexpected things like this, like this, a virus and things. Um, so there was no clause about that that I couldn't get out of my lease, um, and I told the person I was leasing from, hey, you know, I want to get out. Um I don't know what's going to happen. My daughter's had this accident and I asked her to please take my deposit and let me get out of this contract. And she did. Thank goodness. So I got out of the contract and I decided I was going to start a mobile salon. (laughs) So today's episode is going to be talking about starting a mobile salon and things to consider when you're starting. So this is going to be five. So you want to start a mobile salon, what is the first thing you should do? So we're going to start with little things, okay, that I want you to really think about before you get started. First, have you talked to your clientele? How would they feel about this? Do they like the atmosphere you're at? Do they love being around the noise? Do they like being around other hairstylists, other people? 
Um, they like that they don't need to have privacy. Do they like the interaction, the vibe, the salon you're at? In business, I know sometimes people are like, oh, business is my baby. Business is not our baby. Uh, a business is a business and it is here to be profitable. I want you to make money. You should want to make money. I want to be mon make money and have profit. Um, and I am going to be very transparent. I am currently doing a training to get a grant for one of my businesses. Um, and it has been really amazing to get all this training and they talk about what a prof, what a hobby is versus a business. So let's get into that a little bit before we begin on this episode. A hobby is something that you do for fun. Um, it's something that doesn't give you any money, doesn't give, bring in any income. It's pretty much something that you're paying out of pocket to do because you enjoy it. Versus a business, um, it goes through through stages. It says they say it takes about five years to get through those stages, um, but it would go from, you know, just paying for itself, which means all the money that you're making is going back into the business to keep it, you know, to be able to have the business. Then it's you're getting a little bit of profit, which means you're paying yourself and you're also being able to sustain your business with that part. And then it goes through the growth and other types of, you know, seasons in your business. Um, and as we're talking about business, they, they bring up this beautiful thing, which I loved and I want to address today as we talk about mobile salon business is about planning with the end in mind. And I don't think I've ever talked to you guys about that, but um, if you're here listening today, I always plan with the end in mind. I know I am not going to be 80 years old or 70 or 65 working behind the chair. Like, I know that for a fact. Um, this is not the lifestyle I want to live. So I'm always preparing with the end in mind. What would happen if tomorrow, like it happened to me with my hand, um, if you don't know, I was last year, I closed down my mobile salon because I was going through therapy for my hand. Um, it was a side effect of having had COVID in 2020. I lost function of my um, left hand and I've been going to therapy for that. So I knew worst case scenario, I could sell my mobile and I, it would be way more. I would get so much more than what I invested in it. And as I give you get if I give you this advice and I give you this guidance from my own experience, I want you to know that I'm here thinking with with my heart of hearts in the best possible situation for you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, just take what resonates and leave the rest behind. So number one, so first, like talk to your clients. What do they think about it? I talk to my clients about this for months prior to even doing it. This has been a dream of mine for years. I got married and I had the littlest freaking ugliest little um, bathroom I got ready in. I love you sister, but it was really tiny. Um, and I did not have a pretty bridal suite or nothing. And I always wanted that type of business in the back of my mind. I never shared that out loud. And it's beautiful that I have that type of business. I have my salon, which is also a mobile lounge, which is like a bridal quince lounge where people get dressed and they take time away from the party and before the party, during and after. And, you know, like for my niece, she had her sweet 15 or quinceanera. And she was able to take time away from the party, to be with her friends, to change. And it was just awesome. It was just an awesome thing for her. She loved it. Um, and that was one of my businesses with it. And the secondary business now is the salon part of it, which I just passed my mobile salon inspection. That was so 
freaking nerve-wracking and we'll we'll do an episode on that that's that is why this is a five-part series so as you start your business think with the end in mind so are your clients really are they willing to do that are they willing to go to a more private intimate smaller space um mobile salons are smaller i know mine looks pretty small people do it out of vans you can do it out of anything there's really tiny little cars that you can use to make a mobile salon um it doesn't have to be really huge so is your client going to be comfortable with that. I know there's people that's claustrophobic. Um, I tend to be that way. So I need a certain amount of space, but my clientele really values privacy. So that's what I mean. What does your clientele value? My clientele is used to having a whole salon by ourselves. You know, even when I was, um, assisting i was most of the time doing it on extra time or days that were slow so they're used to having like a smaller setting just me and them really intimate the other salon i rented at i had pretty much a whole salon by myself most of the time i worked alone um so it was pretty much like having my own salon suite then we went to a salon suite you see what i mean where i'm going with this journey is think about your clients because you need clients like Yes, we can find new clients, we can raise our prices, and we'll find new clientele. Of course we can. But you do not want to, all this business that you have built, you do not want to transfer over to a mobile from zero. Okay, so consider really your client's needs. I think it's so important and something that is so not even used in business is about thinking about the client first. Um, business is not our baby. Business is here to be profitable and to service our clientele. So really consider them as well. Um, my clientele was super excited about it. They loved it. Um, we just didn't know that we were going to have the complications of my hand coming into the mixture. So that would be the first thing. Talk to your clientele. Next, so you want to start a mobile business. Are you ready to downsize? Nobody's going to tell you, but your girl here, she had to downsize. Um, I had, I'm not going to lie, like a little closet full of product because I used to get so much product for free from companies. A lot of like PR packages. So I got color, I got liner, I got tools, I got foils, I got so much. I got bond builders, which I don't use. I don't like them. That's just me. Um, I got product, I got shampoos, I got so much stuff. You got so much for free. Um, so I had this huge ass closet of every color that I needed. But um, when I had to downsize, I have the cutest, littlest, and I'll do a live on it, little um, color box <laughs> that I carry with me that allows me to do my job. So I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that, yeah, you are going to have to downsize. Are you willing to do so? Um, and also, are you going to have the patience as you start your mobile salon journey? Are you going to be patient with it? And I don't think it's only pertaining to mobile salon. It pertains to any business. Even if I wanted to start a salon from zero, I'm going to have to be patient because I'm going to have to order shampoo bowls and product and get plumbing and all that stuff, which nobody tells you when you start a mo- when you start your own salon. You know, yes, if you go to a salon suite, all that stuff is there for you. You're really just moving your stuff and you go. Um, you can start working in your business. But I think perseverance and patience is so important in this because... This can be very quick in some points of it. There's some parts of it that are super quick like this. And there's other parts that are going to take patience, that are going to take you to really take the initiative to follow through. And I'm being transparent. Like, are you willing to do this? 
are you willing to do this? Because for me, it has been the best investment of my life. I love owning my space. I love that I don't have to pay rent because it's mine. I love that the maintenance is very minimal because it's mine. Um, we'll do an episode of why I did a full revamp remodel on it because that's why it took 42 days to do a full remodel. I mean, like I gutted that thing down back to zero. That's what I mean by a full remodel. You do not need to do that with a mobile salon, okay? Um, your girl just, again, I'm always thinking future ahead with other things I want to do with it. So that was my own behind the scenes moment that I'm sharing with you why I gutted it. But I think most importantly, are you willing to believe in yourself? Are you willing to do what it takes to make it happen? Because if you are, then this is for you. But if you want somebody to do all the work for you, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to have to research anything. You don't want, you know, because if you want to do it alone, you have two options. Like, yes, I do have my courses coming up to really further support and really guide others to do it so much more easier and faster. Because when you DIY it, yes, there's videos and all this stuff and information people put out there. You know, even my guide is super helpful from what I heard from others. And I want it to really be helpful, not just some BS thing that you sign up for that doesn't even help you. Um, but doing it yourself is going to take so much more time, money, and stress, and energy to do versus having somebody who's already been through the process. And again, I'm in California when I got licensed. So that is some of the behind the scenes about starting your mobile business. So you want to get started. Where do we start? Do your research. I think it's really important that you do your research in whatever um, county or state you're in to see what the guidelines are. Um, I have been very fortunate and a shout out to all my past clients that have hired me to do the research for them. Um, if you didn't know, I, I do offer like, you know, consultations, a 45 minute paid consultation. So I did research for this one client. Um, she wanted to start one in Florida and there was different stipulations in Florida for a mobile salon. So that's why I wanted to be transparent that each state is different. So do your research, contact your board of cosmetology. Is it allowed? Is it not? To what extent? They are there to help you. That is their job i know um in the beginning i was so scared right like oh my gosh i don't want to bug the board you know they they give us our license but just like we go to dmb to renew our registration that is their job our board of cosmetology is there to support and serve us um just like they're there to keep clients safe and i think it's really important that we um really utilize our free tools and that would be one free tool that would really love for you to first Look into, look at the Board of Cosmetology, ask them, how, see if they'll help you, guide you. I know some of them can be super helpful and some of them um, will keep it as, they can be very dry and that is helpful. <laughs> um, but it just depends who you get. So make sure that you do your research on that before you start anything. Again, before you start anything, check with your Board of Cosmetology and check with your um, county and city guidelines. Muy, muy, muy importante. Um, and as we get near to end this episode on starting your mobile business, if you have done everything that I have shared up to this point, so you're going to be strong and you're going to follow through in this, right? 
And if you need support, I'll always I'm here to support you. But most importantly, start with the end in mind. So what the heck does that mean? That phrase used to drive me nuts because I never understood. I'm like, why can't people say what they mean without freaking phrase? It pretty much means is start with your end goal. So if your goal is to start a mobile business, right? Um, you probably for me in the program I'm developed, I developed and how I did it is I don't want to go into debt. I hate debt. I hate loaning stuff and money. Like I don't like being in debt. I don't like being charged interest for money that I utilize. I like to like they call it bootlegging. I believe that's what they call it. And I'm I'm currently doing a training by the uh, business, um, administration. Um, but yeah, I believe it called, it's called bootlegging, I believe. I'll double check on that. Um, but it pretty much means that you're like self-funded, right? So I wanted to be savvy and scrappy and, you know, really utilize my money well because I'm like, there's no way that I have to, like they did an example. Did you know that to start a um, food truck, it takes around $150,000? I'm like, I'm not doing nothing crazy. And yes, you can have super bougie, nice, like crazy, like, you know, super nice, expensive, like mobile salons. Yes, but I am here to more make more of a profitable, beautiful mobile salon because it can be done. I have done it. I've remodeled it twice. Like it, it's something that is possible. Um, so as we say, start with the end in mind. Pretty much if your end goal is a mobile salon, why are you willing to put into it? Like what is your monetary goal? And some of the beautiful things that I have been able to learn as I talk to people um, on the online space with, you know, my freebie and people getting interested in my DMs and emails and things is that, um, and I, also through coaching, it has been that they are willing to take the smart way into this. Um, some of them are starting to save money to purchase their mobile salon because they want certain, everybody has different things. Some people, you know, want RVs or they want a van or they want also a camper or they want a different type of camper. Um, so they're deciding to work, you know, and start putting money aside for that so they can get their mobile business going. Um, so it has been beautiful to see some of them already have their units available and they're ready to move to the next step. Um, so it's just beautiful how everybody's at different steps. And that's what I mean. Start with your end goal in mind. Your story and your goal to have a mobile salon can be different than mine. Maybe you want a van because you love the idea of having something that you drive. For me, I didn't want some like my permanent salon attached to something that it has to only rely on that vehicle. So that vehicle sh like stops working, I can't haul it. I have two SUVs I can haul my mobile with. And I love having that. That's not dependent on the actual vehicle. But maybe for you, that's very important. You can do that too. And that's what I mean. And this journey, I am here to help guide you. But you are the one in the driver's seat. You are the one who gets to decide if you want to wait and you know put money aside like some of them are doing. Or take buy a different type of vehicle to do it in. But either way, remember... It is always important to start with your end goal in mind. If you want a mobile salon, start working towards it. Start asking your clients. Start getting your research information. Start thinking about what is your budget for it. I love to budget. I am really big in budgeting. Um, and with my husband, we really love to budget and really think about our investment in things because I'm like, how can I make this a smart investment, you know, for myself and for my husband? And 
you know, like it's always so important with your money that you budget things. Um, so start thinking about how can you do that? Maybe you're going to take less to, because you're so doing so well in one area in your business. You start doing less education in that part and maybe you start saving that money instead to invest to buying and purchasing your own uh, mobile unit. And I would love if you could help me with this and you can give me your input. I would deeply appreciate it. Do you want me to teach a class on how to find mobile units in a savvy, money-saving way? Let me know, please, because I am a freaking pro at that one. I love uh, negotiating. I love researching, so I can teach you my method to it. Um, And it would be like an hour class, and it can be interactive. I pretty much just like you know, kind of teach you, like show you how I do it. And then for 15 minutes and the rest 45 minutes, you would be asking me questions and it'll probably be like a paid workshop style where you're interactive, you're a part of it and it would be for like a lower price. So just let me know if that's something you're interested in. Um, but remember, this is your journey and you get to decide if you are ready for this. And if you are Start today. Start planning with your end goal in mind. Um, start doing your research. As always, don't just invest blindly into things. Really have a plan. Um, and the plan doesn't have to be something crazy. Something beautiful that I want to end this episode to share with you is that as I'm, so I'm learning more about business, even more in depth. I thought I I know a lot of stuff, but I've been learning even more, and my mind has been even more expanded as I'm really getting the certification in business right now, um, with the business administration. Is that a plan? A business plan can be one page. And then there is the business plan, which is like super crazy, right? So there's all kinds of different type of business plans and we all get to start with whatever fits us best. So when I say a plan, don't overwhelm yourself. If you know your end goal is a mobile business, you can go ahead and go to celestestylist.com. You can get my free get started guide um, to get started in your research and you can do a one page it can be five little bullet points or three little bullet points of what that means to you, of how you're going to get, what steps you're going to take to get to your end goal. And I always love to start with the most important part, which is like, can you do it in your state? Can you do it where you live? Um, so that's the most important part. And of course, if you need more help with that or guidance, please feel free to reach out to me and I hope this episode was so helpful for you. I have so much love for you. And remember, take what resonated with you. Leave the rest behind. And I will see you back here next week in part two, talking about the mobile business side of things. So much love. Take care of yourself. I'll see you next time. Bye, love.